Today on Across the Cavs, you are joined by Mac Perry of the It's Cavalier podcast, talking about Anderson Verajao, Jeremiah Martin, Fiondu Cabangeli, and the end to the season that was not so pretty. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, which is brought to you by DraftKings. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. It's time to hammer the over and score some cash. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to lower the over-under on a featured playoff game. All players who place a bet on the featured game will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. That's right. For every 1,500 players who bet the over on the select game, the over-under will drop by one point. The best part is that even as the line lowers, the odds remain at even money. That's right. You can double your money by hammering the over and understand that DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPM when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbooks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. It is May 19th. This is the first podcast of the quote-unquote off-season. Yes, it's the off-season, but we're going to have the draft lottery next month. We're going to have a draft before we know it. And we have plenty of Cavs players still partaking this season. Former Cavs players, I should say. Uh, Tristan Thompson went off against the Wizards to help give the Celtics the seventh seed. We're talking end of season players. As you heard at the top, joining us is the one and only Mac Perry, the host of the It's Cavalier podcast. So tell me, Mac, is it Cavalier today? <laughs> <laughs> well, we get to see, as you said, some former Cavaliers play uh, throughout this play uh, playing series of games. So, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, absolutely. We got Alfonso McKinney representing uh, the Cavs, uh, former Cavs uh, for the Lakers, along with, of course, LeBron. And what's going to be a very exciting uh, Lakers Warriors game. We're going to be talking Cavs, but real quick, are the Warriors getting the upset pick, Mac, or are the Lakers going to kind of trounce them now that they're healthy? Man, this has trap game written all over it. Although for the Lakers, you know, if they lose this game, it's not over. They, you know, they would go on to play one more game to decide their playoff fate. But no, to answer your question, the uh, the magic of Steph Curry ends tonight. Oh wow! So all right, so they're gonna have to vie for the eight instead of the seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I and really honestly, they might uh, <laughs> they might want that matchup more. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I actually disagree, but uh, I respect your take. I, I think the magic of Curry is just enough because now that the Orlando Magic are out for the first time in three years, Curry <laughs> magic begins. Notice, Warriors did not win a title when the Magic were in the playoffs at any point in this run. So, yeah, two trips to the playoffs, and the Warriors lost in the finals and missed the playoffs, and now the Magic are out, and look who's back trying to make some noise again. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think the real magic is not in Orlando. It's in the body of a Wardell Curry. Are you predicting an upset 
Yeah, man. I, I think Curry's going for 45, honestly, I think. And I know when you're making uh, picks like that, you should always tend to head toward a spread or a prop so you don't sound crazy. But I really believe that Curry is going to go for 45. I really think he's going to do it. LeBron's not defending him. I mean, KCP is not going to contain him the whole game. And I think that the other guys are going to do their job. And I think that they're getting the seventh seed. And I can't wait for Curry versus Paul and Booker. I mean, I think hopefully if they can extend the series to five or six, they'll get Oubre back. And from there, anything's possible. Obviously, I think that the NBA never set out when they first went down this route to have this marquee of a matchup. I mean, who would have thought uh, by circumstance that these two teams would be meeting in the play-in? Um, what, what else can you say, man? I think the NBA as a whole would hope to see both of these teams in the playoffs in full series. And we might get that. But if Curry is able to pull the rabbit out of the hat tonight, which I don't think he is, but if he does – more respect to him. I have, I've, I've, I've been kind of a Steph Curry hater throughout my life. I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna shy away from that. But we're Cavs man, it, fans. It's normal. <laughs> it, yes, yes. So it's gonna, it's getting harder and harder not to respect the greatness of Steph Curry. And if he pulls off the upset tonight, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. But I do predict a Laker win. I think um, it would be important for Laker Nation to be able to kind of get their guys to gel when needed most. I, I think this is the worst case scenario, obviously, uh, for for the Lakers. Nobody saw this coming. So we'll have to see, man. Steph can do anything, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So uh, if he wins, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry, uh, when Bob Fitzgerald said 62, 62, that might be the most – that might be the immaculate call of the season. It's the one that comes to my <laughs> mind at least. So – he was great in it. Yeah, I don't hate him anymore. It's kind of like Tom Brady the last couple of years on the football side. My dislike oh. disappeared. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's different for you. We don't need this isn't a football show. We're not no, I'm actually no. no opinion. No, we're not. We don't do football. This is basketball. <laughs> um, but either way, you know, over time and as you get older and for me growing up as a teen, I just I disliked the winning teams unless it was my own team because they stood in the way. It was the Pistons. Then it was the Warriors. You know, the Celtics had a run in there. Anyway, we're talking about the Cavs. The Cavs went 22 and 50 this season. The next update we'll get on the team will come in the lottery, which will, I believe, be in five weeks. We're going to find out if all these rumors about trading Sexton are true. They're not because Colin Sexton is staying in Cleveland. Insane. I don't understand. He's staying. I don't understand what. Uh, I'm not going to name drop anybody here, especially because I do like them as people and as content creators, but. Uh, a, a certain Evan is trying to push the narrative of trading Sexton. And uh, as someone, he's been on the show before. I like, I like you, Evan. We're not, we don't need to last name drop you, but come on, man. Right. He's a little, he can't be doing this. He's doing what, what, what Sam is doing and what, what Joe V is doing. You're better than that, Evan. Yeah. Evan's great. Evan's a knowledgeable guy. Evan does good work. Evan, like, like most of us, not only likes basketball, enjoys our pets, enjoys video games. You know, I, I do like that about him. You know, he's, he's out there with his content. It's not just Cavs. You get to see the real Evan, but come on. Man. Anyway, this is, this is not about, this is not an Evan episode. I'm sure I'll have one. I'll get him back on. Hopefully he's not, he's not turned off by what we just said, but the season is over. And before it ended, Mac, we saw the Cavaliers bring in three guys over the last month. One of them, Jeremiah Martin. 
Another one, Fiondu Cabangeli. And a third one, who was probably the last guy out of a million names we'd have expected, Anderson Verichow. Ooh, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot. <laughs> there's not a lot here in regards to some of these guys. Uh, you know, I, I'll let you take it away, but uh, if you'd like to give your thoughts first before I jump in. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go one guy at a time here. We're going to start with Jeremiah Martin, who, folks, if you're not familiar, the, the Nets, if you didn't watch basketball last year, the Brooklyn Nets were very shorthanded in the bubble. To the point that, no disrespect, this I think was one of the coolest things ever, Jamal Crawford, who hadn't played all year, 40 years old, signed with the Nets, and Michael Beasley, who had been out of the league for about a year, also signed with the Nets. Michael Beasley, unfortunately, contracted COVID, could not stay in the bubble. I, I can't tell you who, who, took, who got that roster spot specifically, but among the guys they didn't have in the bubble – DeAndre Jordan, not there. Kyrie, not there. Dinwiddie, not there. There were several wing players, not there. I think they only brought six or seven guys from the regular season. Dante Hall made his NBA debut, or his Nets debut. He played a little bit with the Pistons in the bubble. A lot of guys like Jeremiah Martin. Chris Chioza became a big name for the Nets in the bubble. He's still there. Martin had some good games, which paved his way in. He played nine games for the Cavs after joining them on April the 28th. Nothing of note. His season high was five points. He had three threes. Mac, I don't see much here, but from what you saw of Martin, and obviously he mostly only played in blowouts, is there an NBA future for him? He's only 24. He's a decent offensive lefty, or do you think he's kind of going to ride the G League next year and have to wait for a 10-day later in the season? Exactly that. Um, I didn't see enough from him to really really, uh, make a prediction on whether or not he should be in the NBA. He didn't get a lot of play time. Nine games is a small sample size. Uh, he was a G League standout for Canton. Uh, you know, it was definitely nice to see that. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to people. <laughs> I don't want to sound too harsh, but I don't. I don't see Jeremiah Martin as a uh, an NBA player. He's going to be probably cutting it up in the G League, hoping for another 10 day contract. You know, I wish him the best of luck, but uh, I, I just didn't see enough NBA-level skill to to break into a rotation anywhere or to at least sign a two-way deal. I just don't see it. No, that's fair. And, yeah, Martin – so Martin was a net. He signed his two-way in January of last year. Barely played before the bubble. He had two games of 20 points. He had 24 and six assists against Orlando on August the 11th of last year. And in just 15 minutes, he put up 20 in a blowout loss to Boston. He played in three playoff games, five points, three points, four points. Obviously, Toronto swept them. Three of them were blowouts. They didn't have the regular team. We'll see what happens. I do wish him the best. You know, it's tough. I I think the Cavs kind of botched that signing. And again, no disrespect, it was the end of the season. But you're looking for guys that can kind of make an impact and be relevant. I know there were a lot of guards available. I am surprised, Mac, that Martin was the one they chose Maybe not a taller guard, given uh, who some of the players the Cavs have are. Um, just looking at some of his tape, he does show, you know, a little bit of defensive awareness, but at his smallest size, he just doesn't fit this roster. Well, when you're already talking about having guys on the roster that are six one or shorter in Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, he just it just doesn't fit too well. You need some size 
in, in the backup department in that regard. And Martin, I, I agree with you. I think Cavs kind of botched the signing there. I think he could have went with a more veteran, um, a veteran signing, or at least somebody with a little bit more size on him. I think Martin definitely, you know, if he has an NBA future, it's safe to say it's probably not going to be with Cleveland. Um, again, I, I wish him the best, but I just didn't see enough there. Yeah, sorry, Jeremiah, because you could you could cook us on the court. I have no doubt about that. But as far as the Cavaliers are concerned, they probably could have done a little better. And if you hear that and you think that we're crazy and you want to prove us wrong, I highly uh, I hope you the best. And I highly anticipate you doing that, because, again, these, these guys, it's hard in the pros because not everybody's going to be a number one pick or a lottery pick or even get signed to, to really get minutes like Dean Wade never didn't come to Cleveland because they thought he'd be an impact player. He impressed them to the point that maybe he'd someday get his chance, which obviously he did this year. And maybe Jeremiah Martin can do that on a team. Unfortunately, it's just not Cleveland. And maybe, you know, Mac, there's a lot of teams out there that need a little help at the guard position. You never know because for all the point guards that are declaring and coming over from Europe and maybe some guys that were hurt and are coming back, there's always opportunities at that position because you always need to carry three and sometimes four just to be safe because you might have a situation like the Cavs did at the beginning of the season where Damian Dotson became the primary ball handler. Just awful situation. I, I mean, he could definitely find himself back on an NBA court on a 10-way deal. I, I can def definitely see that happening. Yeah, no doubt about that. So we talked about Jeremiah. The Cavs had other guards. They had Quinn Cook for a couple games this season. They had Yogi Ferrell. Congrats to him. He'll be with the L.A. Clippers for the playoffs, although I don't anticipate him getting a ton of playing time. Clippers also had a Daniel Oteru and a guy named Jay Scrub, who played at John A. Logan College, which I had never heard of. <laughs> uh, have, do you know John A. Logan College? Never uh, heard of it. Is it yeah. Division Two? No, I, it's, they play mostly community colleges. Uh, it's a very small school. Uh, when I, I was doing a game, uh, community college circuit, right before, a couple months before COVID, it actually turned out there was no mic, so I didn't actually get to call the game, even though I got paid to be there to just watch the game. Uh, there was no microphone because they messed up with the maintenance crew. Anyway, it was this small school in Virginia of like 900 kids. And they brought six people with them to this gym in the Bronx. And they were all like six, eight. They were good. I don't, I can't say I remember if they won, but they were throwing down dunks. They were burying threes. And it's like, yes, th this is a, it, everyone gets into this school. You get a guaranteed education. You get a chance to do it. Why are you at this school? Why, why are you somewhere <laughs> bigger doing this? Because you could, you could play ball. But anyway, you know, you never know about opportunity. I mean, when Birdman went to Blinn College, who thought that he'd become the first ever uh, D-League draft pick and then eventually an NBA champion? You know, it's funny how right. basketball is, man. Yeah, there's definitely alleyways to get in from just about anywhere now. Yeah, you never know. We'd be getting European prospects uh, by larger and larger numbers over the years. are going to have. So honestly, I haven't done enough research to comment on this coming year, who's coming over. But there's some great players. And, I mean, RJ Hampton and LaMelo Ball, RJ Hampton more so in Orlando. Congrats on his rookie of the month. We're going to get back to the Cavs in a second. He, they both proved you can take different routes to make it big. And Mitchell Robinson, obviously, who decided to skip college and skip the G League and just work out, he's hurt this year, but he'll hopefully play in the postseason. He's had a very good start to his career. 
And, you know, on the other foot, the, the guys I just mentioned, RJ Hampton, rookie of the month, absolute bucket for the magic. He, I believe was one of only, I don't know if I read this correctly. He's one of only six rookies with a 15 point tennis game, but there had to be more, more context to that, which I'll have to check. He looked really good in LaMelo ball. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't love that guy? Even if you hate LaMelo ball because he gets too much attention, you still <laughs> love watching him play. Oh, yeah, the amount of attention he gets from ESPN is astounding. But his skill level at his young age, it can't be questioned. I mean, he definitely is as advertised. Yeah, no doubt about that. So by talking about the Cavs, the record was 22 and 50. Over their final 15 games, they beat Chicago by 16. That was a fun one. And then they lost to Charlotte by six, D.C. by nine, Raptors by 16, Magic by five. They got blown out six in a row. By the Wizards, Heat, Suns, Blazers, Mavs twice. We expected that. Lost to Indy. Surprised the Celtics. Hey, what's up, Tristan? You want to come back and lose? Sure. <laughs> and, and then we lost a couple. And during those last uh, several games, we got a big look at Fiondu Cabangeli, who I don't know how this is possible. And it's funny when you look back after the fact, the guys that warm the bench that get uh, backup minutes. Cabangeli appeared in 23 games for the Clippers this year, which – I feel like that's a ton because he was only there for 42. They had a lot of blowouts. I know they preferred Patrick Patterson in the emergency center minutes. That's just crazy to me that he played that many games. And, and most of these, it looked like he played under a minute, but he got his reps on a winning side. And here are some of his highlights in Cleveland. He had two games with multiple threes. It felt like more. He had three games with multiple blocks, one game with multiple steals. He had a 10 rebound game and he scored in double figures once, but it did seem he could, he could dunk. He was decent on the offensive glass, grabbing an offensive rebound each of the final six games. And it looked like as maybe a 15th or 16th man, Mac, we might see Kevin Gelly back next season. He's still only 23. He'll be 24 when next season uh, begins. I loved what I saw a lot of Kevin Gelly. Um, he, should definitely factor into Cleveland's long-term plans at this point, at least for next season. Um, there is going to be a bit of a log jam, you know, again, just like there was this season with some of the rotation wings. Um, so what they decide to do with him in regards to his position, where, whether you, where you slot him in at is going to be a bit of a mystery. I'm um, glad that he was able to get some, you know, time towards the end of the season, some actual run, you know, I mean, I just the skill set that I've seen from him points to having it some type of a role to play in Cleveland moving forward. He can rebound, like you said. Um, he can score. We've even seen some hints at a, some range from beyond the arc. I definitely liked what I saw from him. And of the guys, you know, that we're talking about today, I think he has the really the biggest opportunity to stick. Uh, Kevin Gelly, he's got a catchy name, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's and that's just you know the tip of the iceberg with this young guy. He's 23 years old going into next season. The real question is just going to be, you know, it, is there going to be enough space for him to actually play once the Cavs return to health? Um, yeah. and depending upon who they end up drafting, whether that be you know, if we hit the lottery and get Cade Cunningham, you know, as I'm sure they'd probably line him up at three and four most of the time but that's debatable but for Kevin Gelly it's just going to come down to space as a 15th or 16th man on the roster I definitely think there's you know a place for him here I just don't know if he'll actually be able to get 
real run on the court once this team returns to full strength. Yeah, I think we'll have to see. And uh, hey, a uh, spelling test. Can you spell uh, Fiondu Cavangeli, Mac? Is that, is that a bad question to ask you right now? Uh, if I did, I'd be cheating because I haven't <laughs> I haven't listed up. Okay, the, uh, I'm okay. looking at him right now. Um, definitely, if I was not looking at the name, his first name, I could not spell that. His okay. last name, I got that down. And his middle name, what's Shimanga? Fiondu Shimanga Cavangeli. Imagine Imagine, you know, being his mom and he gets in trouble in school. Just imagine you hear that name yelled like you're you're his sibling. You're you're in the hallway and you hear that name yelled. What's your reaction? Is that a real name? Like, is that really my brother's name? I wonder how long it took him to learn how to write his own name <laughs> as a kid. I wonder that. And that I'm not getting on him or anything, but I just that that is that's a mouthful right there. Imagine the, the, the day he started learning to write in script in school and he had to write that. <laughs> right. I it's, mean, geez. oh man. It's like when you learn the sentence, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog when uh, lazy dogs, when you get every letter of the alphabet into a sentence and then you just get his name and it's like, what's the difference? Right. <laughs> but no, not, not to poke fun. Seriously. It is a great name. Obviously, you know, it's all, it's about the culture and he has an uncle. And uncle we know is the no, 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 not today, Dikembe Mutombo. Max, yes. if Cabin Gelly makes the roster next season, what are the odds that we get Uncle Dikembe at the home opener next year supporting the Cavs? Oh, man, I would love that. I say I say little chance, to be honest, but uh, I, I would love to see that. Canada, man, they're really producing a lot of NBA talent recently, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, you have Ken Birch, Andrew Wiggins, Jamal Murray, Kelly Olynyk, R.J. Barrett, just thought, Tristan that's just, Thompson, Tristan Thompson, NBA champ. That's that's six off the top of the head. There's a lot of others. I'm sure there's a few others in Toronto now as well, with Tampa Bay. But he's he's a solid player. I just I just wish the Cavs could have picked up Terrence Mann with him. I know Mann's a lot better, and you can't just get him <laughs> for nothing. But they came from college to the NBA together, so I hate that they got split up and they couldn't be the new Bobby and Toby. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Kevin Gelly, uh, he definitely has high upside in his role. I just don't know what that's going to be yet. I, I really hope he sticks. Of these guys, were, like I said, of these guys we're talking about today, I think he has the most legitimate shot to remain with the Cavs. Oh, absolutely. Let's see what happens. There's a lot of guys we want, and if you look at the whole roster, they're going to have to make some decisions few guard guard spots will open up at the end of the season. I'm hoping Dean and Stevens. I know usually when you get the multi-year deal, it's only guaranteed for part of year two. So my hope is that they both stick that they can. And again, this will be for a later episode. I hope they're able to move on from Kevin. They're going to have Larry Nance. So let's see what happens at, uh, in the front court. They got to pay Allen. They might have to pay Hartenstein who apparently is still Hartenstein, according to some announcers. I, I still don't understand. That, no. Yeah, I've been wondering, is it, because like, I had been pronouncing it Hartenstein. Uh, oh, no, I, yeah, it's, it's it's a Stein or a Stein, but you're excused. Okay. Oh, what? John, Michael, what have you done? He's 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 been great. <laughs> I've had him on several times. I met with John. He's a great guy. It says here on Vassal, it's Hartenstein. Stein, I'm like kind of annoyed okay. because okay. <laughs> John Michael is saying Stein and everyone else was saying Stein. And when I had Tim Alcorn on, he was also saying it was Stein. So I need to know who the sources are. Is it like, is it like rivalry week for basketball reference in the Cavs fan base or something? I need to know what's going on. Something's fishy here. John Michael is really on it when it comes to this stuff. So yeah, I, that's crazy. I in his notes and what I've started doing in his notes when he's doing a game, he writes the phonetic spelling instead of having it off to the side, which I think is great. I need to 
I need to, when we're done, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And the next time we record together, the next time I have an across the cab. So next week I'll, I'll have words on that. I am. I'm kind of, I'm kind of annoyed at my buddy. I'll be here. tuning in for that. I, I really want to know the answer to that. And you won't have to wait. It's going to be the intro. Well, obviously, you know, get the read, read the DraftKings ad, record the, the pre intro, and then it's all about this. So two minutes in, two minutes into the next show. That's it. Anyway, one more guy to talk about. Full names: Anderson, Franca, Averijal. Actually, I might have pronounced that wrong. That's I don't know. My my accents aren't good if we're not talking French. Clearly, Anderson Averijal is Brazilian. We're just gonna stick to my regular accent. Anderson Averijal. He had a long career with the Cavs: 0405 to 1617. Injuries are plenty, but nevertheless, he stuck around. He made an All Defense team. He averaged a double double twice. And the one three he made in his career was a game winner on the King's birthday. Oh, man. What a game. I, w- I can't say for sure if I remember watching it live because it was so long ago. It was during the 09-10 season. I think it was – well, his birthday's in December. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I might have been at the – I don't know what I was doing. Nevertheless, I remember seeing it shortly after it happened. Heck of a shot for a heck of a player. Verizhou then went to Golden State where he played 36 kind of meaningless games because they cut him during his second year there. Spent a couple of years in Brazil. Did kind of nothing last year, but from what I read, he was living in Cleveland. I mean, take that, Joaquin Noah. Who's going to live in Cleveland? You're not playing there. Uh, Anderson Verizhou, duh. And they decided to sign him. Let's just, I'm going to get the date correct. According to his page, the transaction became official on May 4th when he signed his first 10-day contract. He was a Cavalier from May 4th to May 16th for 12 days. He took three DNPs, played in five games, logged 16 minutes and one of the losses to Dallas. But before we even talk about it, Mac, I was really annoyed on Sunday night. It was the last game of the season. Initially, I was supposed to be there. There was a ticket mishap, so I wasn't, but was not mad about it, given how the game went down. This ridiculous ejection. Uh, Durant uh, and- yes. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Duran Irving going crazy. Some other things not working out. It seems some Cavs weren't trying all that hard. Damian Dodson was somehow the best player for a half. That hasn't been the case. Who would have thought? I Yeah, he was, uh, he'd, be, he'd be gone by now. But no, yeah, I, I didn't. But Verjao, DNPCD, what I would have done if I'm JB and you know he's going to probably retire, I would have closed the game out with him one more time. And also, let's remember, Verjao's entire first tenure in Cleveland – the PA announcer was Olivier Cedra. His final game of his potential career, PA announcer in Brooklyn now, is Olivier Cedra. I think that would have been great, but it's never Fitting materialized. Ah, uh, man. Uh, isn't this what you brought him back for, Cleveland? I mean, you wanted him. It, you can go any way with this, any direction. Whatever, you know, whatever fan's opinion is on why, in fact, they brought Bearshaw back. We, I believe that we're all glad to see it happen, but the timing of it, you know, you know, there's no, there's little question that it was, it was fan service. Um, and, and it was, I'm not going to argue that. And I'm definitely not going to take anything away from it because Verjao is definitely one of my top five all time favorite calves. But why bring him back if you're not going to allow him to close the season accordingly? I, I don't understand that. I'm, I'm glad they did it, but. I, I was I was definitely confused. I, was it was it injury ridden? No, uh, he was fine. He played five minutes against Washington, and he played first half first quarter minutes against Boston. 
I see. And exactly. I, I don't get it then because this is why you brought him back. You want fans. You want a reason for fans to watch, obviously. You know, we talked about this not too long ago. Reasons to watch the games. That's one huge reason to watch the last game of the season. I'm sure we are not alone in thinking that Bearshaw was going to close out the season. Yeah. And I as as a guy who what is he 38 39 yeah, 30, he'll be 39 on September 28th yeah he there's little to no chance that he's coming back it's virtually guaranteed that he's going to retire although you know I've been kind of I've been on the fence about that I he he can't move well at this stage of his career but you know with the offseason work uh, I don't know what do you what do you think in that regard uh repeat the question I'm sorry Mac could you see Verzhao coming back? No, no, and <laughs> no, no. It's nothing wrong with it, but here's the thing: I don't even know if they're bringing Della Vadova back, and it's and if anything, it's going to be a decision between one or the other because Udonis Haslam being in Miami is a whole other story. He's he's been there forever. The, the, I mean, we got you got Wade County over there. I don't know if that's an official thing if Dade County's actually Wade County or if it's kind of just a publicity thing. But there, there's going to be a Haslam Boulevard somewhere. There's no doubt about that. It's going to be the toughest road to drive on because that is one tough dude. What and, a uh, a lucky thing for him. You know, he he definitely. You know, I'm not taking anything away from Udonis Haslam. Obviously, you know, he's uh, he's an icon in his own right in that region of the country. But man, he just he, what a lucky position for him to be in for him to stick that long. Oh, for and, sure. And he was undrafted. And, yeah, uh, and and for and for Cleveland, conversely, with Anderson Barzell, you know, it was it was really sad to see him go when he did. I think the, I think Cleveland really had no choice uh, but to surrender him. You know, they had a clear space for him. You know, for the for the inbounding trade and whatnot. But I, I just don't understand why bring the guy back if you're not going to let him close out the season. Just to circle back to what the original question was I, I think you really have to you you gotta play the guy the, the, everybody wanted to see it I think you really robbed fans of that but you know it, it was nice having him back oh no for sure and here's a note I didn't realize he the years he was gone the last three years he still made 1.9 million over Portland thanks to the stretch provision so that 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 might explain a few things how he was he was okay not open but on the other, on another note, yeah, I'm really disappointed. I was really banking on it. You know, the game wasn't close at the end. And then again, the Cavs were shorthanded. I don't know what they were doing with the minutes. A lot of guys were just not playing. A lot of guys were hurt. They brought Garland back like two games prior to play 10 minutes off the bench in one half and then not come back, but never heard anything about an injury. So I'm a little confused what happened there. Yeah. Um, Very, JB's got some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah. Look, I like him. And we'll, we'll talk about as we fill content throughout the next couple of weeks, uh, his future will be one of the topics. I'm not going to go into it now, but yeah, that was questionable. I, I, my, my hunch is saying, Mac, is that they may have brought in Verajal more for publicity and for, uh, for the fans and anything. So perhaps JV wasn't on the same page. I know he knows the Cavs history. You know, I'm sure even when he was in Houston and Memphis, he was paying attention, even in Minnesota as an assistant, he was paying attention to Cleveland because his dad, Bernie, I think is still in a role with the franchise at a, a higher up. So I'm sure he knew about Verizhao's impact. So it's his choice who to play. 
I just I don't like that that last game. The one th- and look, we're not tuning out early of the last game, no matter what the score is. That's the season. That's right. it. And especially because last year we didn't even get a farewell. And the last game was just such a negative on what had been a good run under Bickerstaff when the Bulls beat us. So this time, at least we had a – we knew this was it. It was a tough game. But, I mean, his 10-day expired on May 14th. The Cavs played – let me just confirm the game logs. Okay. So he signed the second 10-day. Then he played five minutes against the Wizards. He had a bucket. Yeah, I think he had a three-point play is what it was. He had a couple of rebounds. He had a block. Yeah. But – the, the only real positive we get from him is his first game coming in where he got a nice ovation. And I know Sean uh, Pebbles was very excited about that. I can only imagine how excited it was, it, exciting it was to say his name again. And then when he took Luke Cornett in the time machine and basically showed him <laughs> what it was like 10 years ago to cover Anderson Vergeau. Oh, yes. A lot of spin moves down there in that post. A lot of <laughs> – that man – it just, it just, that's why I was so sad to see him go because injuries really robbed him of what could have been a really good career. And that's not to say he didn't have a really good career, but man, just to think about how much more, how much better of a career could have been had he not been sapped of injuries over the years. Uh, you know, just, just back in the Kyrie Irving era, pre LeBron days, you know, watching him pull down i can't remember how many it, it was 20 plus rebounds i think he game. had uh 27 or 29 in that one game yes so just just watching those games uh you know it just it just makes you realize how great of a player he could have been had he been healthy for most of his career um nevertheless i'm glad that cleveland did decide to bring him back in and i'm sure it is a farewell but definitely something that uh, probably could have gone a little bit smoother and as you alluded to if this was really down to you know JB's decision and if he wasn't in fact keen on bringing him back you know I just I, that wouldn't make sense to me either just because it was a hardship yeah so, so it, it is what it is but it, it was nice fan service yes and uh, last note on Barry's job before we wrap up so here's a look back to, the, to that game we're talking about so we had 18 points and 25 rebounds that day so it's 25 rebounds he played 39 minutes here's some other notable minutes from that game Jarrett Jack logged 42 uh, Tristan logged 40 Deion Waiters off the bench shot 6 of 20 but was plus 18 and logged 39 Anthony Bennett logged 11 this was during the period where the Magic were bringing Victor Oladipo off the bench when Aaron Aflalo was still a relevant hooper. Uh, Glenn Davis and Jason Maxiel up front. What a weird front court pairing. Um, and then this was back when Etwan Moore, Mo Harkless, and Andrew Nicholson were there. This is actually my favorite 2K team, that Orlando Magic, because... No, all, really? <laughs> yes, because other than the Cavs. Hey, they were all rated in the 60s and lower 70s, except for Vooch and Depot, and... But they cut. They all like B plus, A minus threes. Andrew Nicholson, who's not like this TikTok comedian, he could shoot threes. Each one more was a sixty-five, but was lethal. Mo Harkless had an elite defensive rating in ten minutes. He had two blocks and a steal in this game. <laughs> but I mean, even Ronnie Price was fun to use because you know those guys, those those weird point guards that stuck around a long time because they were good defenders and leaders, but yeah. couldn't shoot to save their life. Ronnie Price and Earl Watson are grouped together in the in that two-person category. 
but there's like, still there's still guys out there here today like that, man. I'm Frank Nilakinta is starting to look like that, but you know, I'm not <laughs> he's a little better of a shooter, but yeah, yeah, no, he hey, he'll be that's a guy I'd love to see in Cleveland. Now, again, that's for another time. But uh any any closing thoughts, Mac, as we wrap up the latest edition of Across the Cavs? Yes. So Cavs fans, I've seen so much confliction as a whole in regards to the line of thought on Colin Sexton's worth and Colin Sexton's value and whether or not he should be a six man or a starter, regardless of what you think of that, please just acknowledge that we have seen progression from him. That's number one. Number two, this team had it been healthy was a playoff team. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody tells you. They were at least good enough to make the play in if health was factored in. So there are, there is hope. There's hope for this team. And depending upon where they finish at in the lottery, whatever pick they get, you should be hopeful for this Cleveland Cavaliers team. There, There's no reason to, to doubt the moves that Kobe Altman has made. You know, he's, he's done the best with what he was given. And the notion that the front office should let go of Kobe and to a certain extent, let go of JB at this point in time when you haven't given guys enough time to develop and you haven't had a healthy roster to work with is just ridiculous. So give us some time. Let the Cavs draft somebody and just let everybody return to full strength because I can guarantee you, I'm guaranteeing, I'm not going to shy away from it. This is a playoff team come next season if they are healthy. Oh, and if Kevin Love can keep his head on straight. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Love, do do us all a favor, inbound the ball next time. If not, one of us will gladly take uh, make $30 million to throw the ball inbounds and grab seven rebounds a game while being 6'10". Thank Yo, you. Caleb, you can call me, man. I'll, I'll come out there. I'll take your place if you, <laughs> if you don't want to be down there. Hey, Kevin, let's do a uh, trading places out here. You know, uh, we'll do we'll, we'll we'll do a quick one of those things where you it's kind of like in Freaky Friday, quick little body switch, and Mac gets Kevin Love and the talent. You get to just live. Except in this case, it's a smooth transition because you're aware it's happening. Anyway. <laughs> Mac, well said. Uh, pleasure having you on again. Well, first time. It's a pleasure talking again. And I will say I agree. Collins made great strides. Why do you want to tear it down? Like, this is why we can't have nice things. I mean, that's 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 where I'll leave it, right? This is why we can't have nice things, right? Right. Yeah, but uh, this has been Across the Cavs on the Hoops Pod Network. If you liked what you heard, head over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, Wherever you get your podcasts, Across the Cavs is there. You want to hear it? We want you to hear us. Check it out. And again, if you enjoyed it, hop on Apple Podcasts, leave a review with a couple of words describing how this show makes you feel. If as a Cavs fan you can relate, I'm glad. And if for some reason you don't like what you hear, well, keep tuning in because I guarantee if you didn't like this one, I don't know how you wouldn't have liked this one, you will like the next one. For Mac Perry of the It's Cavalier podcast, I am Zach Weiss saying so long. And everybody, enjoy the playing, enjoy the playoffs. Every team that's competing for a title has a former Cav. I'll close with that.